Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Rolls podcast supported by Blue Collar Street Food. Well, it's a little bit of a downbeat one tonight. Uh, 2-1 home defeat <sighs> to that team that absolutely love beating us at the Medeski Stadium, Birmingham City. Something about them and playing our ground didn't get started, but to help me talk through it, I've been joined by Eric. Hi, Eric. Good evening. I've also been joined by Neil. How are you doing now? Uh, could be better, could be better. Could be better. We are still fifth though now. It's not a disaster, is it? Uh, you know, you, you just got to take tonight in isolation and you and kind of forget the bigger picture for a minute and go, ah, that wasn't so good. That wasn't so good. But we'll talk. No, no, it wasn't. The first kind of half, as Panovic has now come out after the match, said he wishes we'd started the first half like we started the second half. <sighs> kind of looking at it with hindsight, Eric, should we have made some changes? It's easy now. Um, I think all of us would have been happy to see that team start, I think. So it's not kind of saying we know the answer when it's easier to say it, but would we have been happy to see that happen? A couple of changes, maybe bringing a Luco, maybe, or Estevez? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, before the game, I was pretty happy with the team because we played well last few weeks. But I think in hindsight, one thing we did seem to lack in the first half was um, was energy but then again you'd also say that we had better energy levels in the second half so was it a motivation thing did we underestimate Birmingham I don't know but yeah I, you, you can't um, you'd feel pretty hard done by if you were dropped uh, ahead of start of the game when we played quite well uh, at the weekend but when you have the squad that we do and you play Saturday Wednesday Saturday Wednesday it will take its toll eventually so yeah, totally. I agree. Um, that's one of the reasons why, if I was Panovic, I would have gambled. I would have played that team totally. And you're right as well. In the second half, we looked fitter. Was that because Birmingham gave so much in the first half, though, maybe, Neil? I'm not sure. Yeah, you know, I, I think we, we, we lacked urgency from the off. And we, all, we always tend to have a reaction, obviously, when we concede. And when we're two down, we have to you know, expend that, that bit more energy to get back into things and, and try and stretch the play. Um, so, yeah, there's, they are going to be tired. That There's, there's going to be elements of that. But how many times do you see us changing a winning team? You know, it, these are the guys that got us to the top of the table pretty much to a man. So, to, to, as Eric says, to, to swap someone out or two or three players out, is harsh and those players that will be coming in haven't got the game time either so you know you you are changing quite a bit of the framework yeah i've got some uh, lovely news here mate looks like uh, it might not be good uh, according to panovic he's concerned about that one straight away looks like multiple uh, issues there going on with him and jao will be assessed as well after clutching his leg right at the end wow <laughs> if you're listening to this right now in the morning, and you don't know any of this news, I have not brightened up your day there, have I? I do apologise wholeheartedly, but Eric, if those two players are out, we can kind of obviously look at the game tonight, but that would be much bigger news if Zhao and Mate were out for a period of time, wouldn't it? It would be a complete disaster. Obviously, Zhao's been probably our player of the season so far. The amount of goals he's scored, he's been the fastest player to reach the amount of goals in, in this decade, I think it was. Well, not this decade, but in the last 10 years. Um, Mate, when he was out, we actually missed him as well. You could tell when he was out of the side, his directness, he's running. And again, obviously, he scored tonight. He's chipped in with a fair few goals himself, um, top scorer for the last few seasons. 
without them two, you do wonder where are the goals going to come from. Um, and it's not just the goals themselves as well. It's their play. Both of them, um, yeah, they're a threat. So without them, what are we looking at? Aluko and um, Bulldog? <laughs> you know, it doesn't fill me with, with, uh, with great hope. Not in the system that we play anyway. No, totally. On a slightly uh, upside situation here, um, looks like John Swift will be back in a couple of weeks. So uh, that's, uh, yeah, it's not really covering up that bad news of possibility, is it really? Um, Neil, how do you feel about the possibility? It's not confirmed, so Joe may be okay. So let's not hit that panic button, that big red button you can see right in your head right now. But if he was out for a period of time, that would be, I'm going to use the word, a catastrophe, wouldn't it? Yeah, because there's there's literally nobody like him in terms of height, strength, finishing, any attribute that you, you care to have. Th- there's no one that's close to it. We haven't got another target man of any description. Bulldog is is not a target man in any way, shape or form. Um, it, it's it's chalk and cheese, isn't it, between the two? Who else have we got? And it's you're dipping into unknowns that now, or or shifting people around entirely for square pegs fitting round holes. And we don't want to go down that route again. Um, yeah, it's 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 staggering. We need to think how much we do depend on Mate and Zhao. And yeah. as we saw when when Mate didn't play for a few games, we we tanked. So. Yeah, it's not good. That's not good thinking to. Uh, to think. I've not lifted the mood there, have I? That's <laughs> all. No. The problem is, it's not, it's not just it's not just one of them, right? If we lost one of them, you could perhaps say the other can do some of the things, but both of them at the same time—that's a real killer blow. Yeah. yeah, that would be. Let's hope that they're okay and they're not out for too long or at all. Ideally, that would be the, the best scenario. But it's not looking great, particularly for Mate. It did worry me when I saw Jao after he missed that chance right at the end. He went straight to the back of his leg. And you I hope thought, it's cramp, don't you? Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, that would be the best case scenario. Let's hope it is that. So let's get on to the game tonight. Oh, we started so slowly, Neil, didn't we? Yeah, it was... Within the first five minutes, you're thinking, why are we just stroking it round at the back? We haven't earned the right to play that way yet. We've not asked any questions of Birmingham. And you can see how solid they looked. They were closing us down in midfield. So we thought, oh, we'll just pass it round between Morrison, Moore and uh, Cabral. It's like, what for? What are we going to achieve with that? They didn't even mix it up with throwing the wrong ball in over the top. It was only in the second half we started to do that. It's like, yep, far too late. So it is a worry when we start off like that, being a little bit too cocky and a little bit too too composed. Because there's no penetration. We didn't get a shot off for God knows how long. And by that point, we were probably two goals down. Yeah, I mean, one thing that's consistent throughout the whole of this season, if a team presses high against us, we find it hard. Um, there's no hiding that, is there, Eric? Yeah, I think so. Um, although when we played, I think it was Blackburn, they, we, we managed to kind of get around it with some really fast passing. And I think that was the problem, wasn't it? We, there was no pace on the ball. Um, we do struggle at times, yeah, against a, against a high press. I think Birmingham, they, they set up very well. They, they, it was like the typical kind of away performance. They pressed us high and, and hurried us on the ball. Uh, they had the energy that we didn't. And that was the difference in the first half, for sure. 
yeah, this quality of passing wasn't there from anyone, was it? Ijaria, Rinomoto, Elise. It was just, just really poor. You look at the first goal, way too much space there from Holmes on the right-hand side. And then the cross comes in. Liam Moore kind of gets close to him, but just not quickly enough, is it, Neil? No, it, I think this is know, three games out of four where the goal has come down that side now for Holmes. Um, you can't entirely attribute it to him. It's, it's a team effort to stop the ball getting there in the first place. But um, I, I think it almost is something the opposition now looks at and sees a weakness down there. Mm. Um, but yeah, again, you could see the ball coming in and there's, there's no one stopping off. It probably goes past three of our players before it gets to Terrell and he finishes it well. Um, we do seem to concede goals like that where our closest player isn't close enough and doesn't read where the ball's coming from, which is a bit amateurish, really, don't you think? Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, the problem is when we play poorly, we're really bad. There's no kind of in-between, is there? That's why that second half we've come on to is, would have been a real morale booster for me, particularly even if we just got a point. But the second goal, there are so many errors that lead to this goal, isn't there? I mean, Eric, talk us through this one. Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, Holmes, it's a free kick and Holmes get beat, gets beaten for the header uh, a little bit easily. Uh, the ball goes out, it comes back in, Raphael comes to claim it and drops it. That's probably the biggest mistake of them all. Um, and then the ball kind of finds its way on the corner of the box, Terrell. Uh, real questions if Hogan jumped in front of Raphael's eyeline. Um, it was a decent enough finish. You know, he stroked it into the bottom corner, curled it in. Uh, but I do wonder if it's offside. I haven't seen it back yet to to, to kind of know. But you'd say that, um, one, if, if Holmes might have been a little bit stronger on the header or at least put the striker off. Um, two, if, if Raphael could have actually caught the ball like he was trying to do. Um, it never gets to that point in the first place. So it was a bit of sort of comedy of errors and... Yeah, 2-0 down. And you'd say at the time, we, we deserved it. Or rather, Birmingham deserved the, the lead because, yeah, we weren't at the races until, until the second half at, uh, at all, really. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It was coming, wasn't it? They, even before these goals that the Birmingham scored, there was a couple of times when Hogan got through and he was given offside. And you think, it's coming. I <laughs> sense this is coming. But we just don't see the alarms. And... I think we've done what we've seen before in this season. It was only eight minutes between the goals. It's not as quick as some of them. But if you concede that second goal so quickly after the first one, it just leaves you in a complete mess. You have to commit so much forward in the second half, probably all going on in the game. But I don't know what we can kind of say about that. Do you think he was offside there, Hogan, Neil? I mean, I personally thought he was, but who cares if you're a Birmingham fan? Yeah, you're right. I mean, there was such a sort of a lot of players milling around in the box at the time. It was hard to say. I, to the naked eye, I didn't think he was. And obviously from watching a red button, you don't get replays either. So it was really difficult to, to say. But um, I think going back to what you were saying about conceding goals and then, you know, the, the, the gap in between them, there seems to be a, a disconnect sometimes in, in the intensity required and that, we, we can't seem to lift ourselves to go, right, we need to be a bit more aggressive. We need to be a bit more intense in this situation. So we can, you know, nullify them without actually like turning on the stun in terms of, you know, our football. And that just seemed to be, you know, a little bit 
naive of the team, really, that, that they didn't think they needed to match Birmingham in any way. We could just pass our way around them like we do with other teams. So, and I think that's probably what, one of the things that Panovic has got to um, address with the team, I think, is is when we've got to be intense and when we've got to be skillful and you know marrying the two up. Because at the moment, we either stroll games um, or really flounder and nothing in between. Yeah. No, I'm going to keep saying this as well throughout. We are fifth. We are one point <laughs> off an automatic yeah, spot. We're a, we are a lot, lot better off than what we were. But yeah, we're, we're starting to to nitpick. Oh, yeah, no, totally. Yeah, I'm just saying because otherwise we can become kind of like really high, really low. And kind of, I'm going to go a little bit Steve Koppel for the next half now. I want to get off finishing recording the podcast. I'll be totally down. But it's like, <laughs> what are recording it? Just stay a little bit level. It's not too bad. I don't no, think it's, it's not horrendous. It's just, as you said before, it's just a drop off. Yeah. It's like, you know, we don't like marginally lose games and be a little bit unlucky. It's like, yeah, we deserve to lose that one because we just. Yeah. Didn't... But then in the second half, we came right back into it, though. And, you know, Mate scores his goal, Eric, takes it really well. A lovely pass there from Jal through to uh, Rinomoto. And it all links. That's the reading that we've seen this season, wasn't it? Yeah, you, you love Rinomoto when he breaks forward like that because he, he can do that. You want him to do it more um, wherever possible because he, he clearly has the, the pace and the power to, to hurt teams. Um, I think we, we, we struggled a little bit in the first half with their physicality. There was a lot of niggly fouls they, they gave up. There was, their midfielders were quite physical. Uh, in the second half, we, we stepped up to the plate a bit more. And yeah, Rinomoto, great run, great ball by Joao. And then uh, Mate finished it off. So at that point, you're thinking we're back in the game. Because, uh, you know, you can almost write off the first half and say, okay, that was a bad one. But at least now we've got a chance to put ourselves back into it. And you'd hope that the momentum would, would be with us at that point. I was thinking even more when Hogan missed that one-on-one. Mm. Um, I was thinking, is this a sign? And then it got even more like it was a sign when Mate is put through again. I think it was a flick from Lucas Jow again. I think that was the case. Goes through on goal, gets taken down. I think it's a red card. You just think, Lucas Jow's stepping up. He's got all these goals this season, 14 goals. Were you confident? I don't know. I just wasn't confident. How are you feeling about it now? Yeah, I was the same. I was. I think in most games we've had a penalty. It's like to go ahead. Um, so this time round to, to pull equal and hopefully give us a, you know a foothold, perhaps win the game. Uh, you kind of thought a bit more nervously about it, and he he looked nervous and his his little tippy tappy stutter. Um, is never a good sign for a, a player who's taken a penalty in my book. Generally, they either go over, over the bar or uh, or otherwise. Um, and yeah, it, it didn't look a confident penalty at all. So I wasn't surprised that Etheridge saved it. It was a real turning point in the match though, wasn't it, Eric? I mean, after that, we, we just didn't have any impact at all. We can come on to the mate and the substitution issue, but it just completely deflated the team, it looked like to me. Yeah, I think after the, the penalty save, it kind of gave Birmingham a bit of a kick up the backside, a bit of energy. And and they they were really clever. You know, there was a lot of gamesmanship going on, a lot of kind of go down for injury, but just when the ref comes over and checks, you say, no, no, no I'm fine, and you carry on. Just those little dark arts that just completely disrupted the game. I, I think for the, the, the 10 minutes after the penalty miss, we must have had 90 seconds worth of possession or something like that. It was just... 
really like bitty and scrappy and it, it completely killed killed any hope almost um although we had a chance at the end you know we didn't create much else did we even against 10 men no there was the pullback just before the great chance at the end but i mean birmingham played that game perfectly haven't they They've kind of got away. The one moment when they were really on the edge and they put themselves in massive danger was the penalty moment. But kind of there was an opportunity for Lucas Jow right at the end there, Neil. And I thought it was going to go in. I was pretty sure. I could see the move they were trying to play. It was obvious. We could all see it on TV. If you're in the ground, maybe it wasn't so obvious. But played it down the side of the wall that was waiting at the free kick. Lucas Jow isn't in on straight on goal, so it's not a simple miss, but you just expect him to dink it into the corner, don't you know? Yeah, yeah, I, I thought like you that it was it was gonna go in. Um but for Jow it, it, it wasn't his day to day. He he didn't seem to be he was he was marked much better than in, in other games, to be fairness. Um but yeah, just another inch or so, or he, he, he takes a, you know another half a second before contact the ball and it's going in. But yeah, he, he had the, the penalty miss and that was probably on his mind when he took the shot and it just drifted wide of the post. So yeah, not his day, not our day. Um, just a uh, frustrating day at the office, really. I think I think you are like we talked about earlier that we are really nitpicking here. Like if we yeah. if we if we want to be a side that's going to do anything this season in terms of playoffs or, or automatic promotion, you do have to iron these things out. Like you said, Paul, we have got to try and keep it level. But we are really kind of nitpicking, and right. it was a bad day at the office, no doubt. But at the same time, would we have taken this position at the start of the season? Hell yes, no, would have no. given my left arm for this position at the start of the season because I thought we were going to be in the bottom half, fighting away. But, you know, we're, we, we, we move on to fight another day. I just hope those injuries aren't too bad. Yeah, that's the thing that's concerning me more now. Panovic has said he's not going to talk about it for 24 hours or 48, see how they're assessed. So there's clearly something going on there. So we live and hope that they're not too bad. Kind of the substitute situation from Panovic tonight. Now, this is... I don't think he's got this right. He's left us in a situation where Mate goes in to challenge the goal. Etheridge thought he was a little bit lucky to get away with a yellow card there, but we'll move on from that one. We couldn't bring on any more substitutes because you're only allowed to make three substitutions when there's delays in game, you know, a natural break. You can create that. Well, we'd had that opportunity. So we ended up playing 10 against 10. Um, how have we managed that now? I, th I think Paunovic has got a certain mode, hasn't he, with subs. We know that Holmes and Elise tend to not last the 94, either tactical or physical reasons, or the game is drifting away from Elise. Um, those two subs seem to be nailed on almost every game regardless. And then it's either Semedo or Lucos that appears, usually Semedo, to be honest, if he hasn't started already. Um, so those kind of things tend to be very common and he doesn't seem to think I really need to change the formation or system or style by, you know, really going beyond Estevez, who's more of an attacking right back than, mm. than Holmes is naturally. Um, so you've got to wonder if there's some flexibility that needs to be put into the, the substitutions there perhaps, but you know, we're not the manager. You'd say the error was that usually he brings... Semedo on for Elise and he brings Estevez on at, for Holmes. He should have done those two at the same time. Um, yeah. If he does those two at the same time, it gives us another 
a stoppage to bring on the, the fourth or even fifth sub later on. And that, that was the error. But again, it's all nice in hindsight. I mean, at yeah. the time, he was trying to do the right thing for the team at the right time. But obviously, hopefully, he, he learns from that and avoids it next time because it wasn't good at the end where you're playing against 10 men. And because of a almost admin error, you end up having to play with 10 men yourself. It's bad luck with the injury, but you've got to... You've got to try and uh, try and learn from that a little bit. I think if you look at Birmingham, they made three subs in one go because of that. And it completely freshened their team up when they were down to 10. Um, they brought Gardner on and Yudkovic and, and a few others, which gave us a harder time. So, um, yeah, it wasn't wasn't the best. But, you know, hindsight, it's very easy to say that. Yeah, totally. Um, I'm not feeling too upset about the display tonight in the second half. It was just so close. I know we lost, and I know the first half was disappointing, definitely. The first half wasn't great at all. But we're so close to pulling back a point then. If we get that penalty, we'd say, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes to go? There was still quite a way to go. You think maybe, who knows? We'll never know. It's all hypothetical. That we could have gone on to win the game. And then we'd all be talking about a different situation. We're just very close. So it's not like we've collapsed. We haven't had an absolute hammering like we had against Preston at home 3-0. We're not in that scenario or the Stoke game, but just a little bit more may be needed from lots of different areas. So we're going to go into the game on QPR. Just kind of a little bit wary now, aren't we? We don't want to get into another bad run of form. How do you think it's going to go? And also, Neil, we've got Norwich and Swansea coming after that. How do you think those kind of run of games are going to go? I think as we get closer to the the usual hectic Christmas period, and it, it's going to be the, more of the same this season. He's got to start thinking a bit more about other bodies because you can tell, you know, if these injuries are going to start mounting up and if Joe has got his hamstring problem again, um, he, he's going to have to start rotating a bit. And away games are almost perfect opportunities to rotate in a little way because you can st- think about playing on the counter so you can get your your positioning sorted out you can get everyone learning the roles of where they need to be and you just hope you nick stuff on the break you know we're not really in a position i don't think to start you know dominating games away from home so you know hopefully you can mix and match a little bit and, and give some some people a rest um but as you say, you know, we're fifth. We, we've got a, a decent position to try and protect. So it's a fine line between keeping the same team that got you there and, and risking new bodies into, into the fray. Um, but yeah, it's, I think some changes will have to be made because they're going to be tired and the games are going to come thick and fast you know, as we get around the Christmas period. So... Yeah, I wouldn't like to be uh, Mr. Panovich right now with some of his choices he's got to make. Well, it's kind of the championship always quick fire, isn't it? But this season is even more so with the games being packed into an even shorter period. So if you've got a kind of a squad like we've got, which is okay for a first team, but the depth just isn't there. That's been always been the worry. But how many points do you think, Eric, do you think we can pick up? And how do you think in the next three matches, sorry, and how do you think we're due against QPR on Saturday? I think it's completely and entirely dependent on Zhao and Meite's injuries. It's impossible to say without yeah. knowing. If they're out, I think it's going to be a struggle. Um, where are the goals going to come from? Where's the hold-up play going to come from? Where's the pace in behind going to come from? Um, if they're in, if one of them plays, perhaps we, we might 
uh, do something. QPR's a funny one because they're very up and down too. They've been very inconsistent. They've done some really, um, had some really good performances and some really average ones. So it's really hard to call. The other thing I suppose to, to think about as well is the, the transfer window coming up. So are we going to be able to sign any players there? I know one of the things we were trying to sort out in the summer was uh, an overinflated squad with too many numbers. So are we going to add? Can we add because of financial fair play uh, or finances? That's also a, a conundrum. But it feels quite a way away now. We've still got a lot of games before then. Yeah, we've got too many games. I wish the transfer window was tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> that would be the idea, wouldn't it? That would be the perfect. If we style. could do something, yeah. <laughs> yeah, do see something. Yeah, get Simon Church back in. That's what we need, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, like... Simon Church or Nick Blackman. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, both of those did okay. But I think um, what are you going to predict then? Now let's work on the basis that Jao and Matey are fit. Okay, so let's make right. this nice and straightforward. So we we won't bother with the really negative scenario. Let's just do the one with uh, those, for those, those three games. Yeah. Um, four. Okay. What are you going to say, Eric, on the basis of what I just said? I think six. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. I'll take that. I would definitely yeah, I think, think that. I think we have the, with them two, we have the, we have the possibility to upset a few. Mm. And on that basis, I think six. I mean, I'm usually very pessimistic, so I don't know what's come over me, but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I gotta say, if we lose to Norwich, my life will be a nightmare with my girlfriend. But I really hope we manage to get that one. I really, really do. So, thanks a lot for joining us. We'll be back with the uh, preview pod tomorrow. That'll be uh, out. Actually, I'll be recording it. Maybe out on Friday, and we'll be back with another podcast on Saturday, which Eric will be hosting. So, cheers and thanks a lot for listening.